it's been 10 years since electronic cigarettes hit the shelves in a big way. And since then, controversy has reigned about their health effects. Are they less unhealthy than smoking traditional tobacco cigarettes? And could they increase nicotine dependence? It's to that last point that new research published today on bmj.com is looking. Specifically, do e-cigarettes help people quit tobacco? I'm Duncan Jarvis, Multimedia Editor here at the BMJ, and today I'm joined on the line by Professor Xu Hong Zhu, who's Director of the Centre for Research and Intervention in Tobacco Control at the University of California, San Diego. Xu Hong, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, you've looked at a lot of data here um, from a US population-based survey and over a long period of time, so both before and uh, since e-cigarettes came onto the market. And so my first question is, how popular have e-cigarettes become? How big a you know, proportion of, of smokers are, are actually using them? Well, the, this data set uh, look at uh, uh, the behavior in uh, 2014 and 15, and that probably might be the peak year. You know, the study have um, have shown that uh, they got quite popular, mostly among smokers. You know, uh, various survey shows they range from 15 to 30 percent. You know, that's that's a quite impressive number given uh, it's just a few years of you know, uptake among the adults. Um. Now, you're not the first people who've been looking at this link between, you know, or people who are using e-cigarettes to, to try and um, quit smoking and how successful they are. Uh, why is it that you decided to actually do this in this population? Well, yes, you're right. There are many studies have been done already uh, you know, about this topic of e-cigarette and smoking cessation. Um, I have been uh, uh, very interested in the question of what helps uh, uh, the population cessation rate uh, to increase because uh, sometimes you compare the group, you know, uh, people use certain drug or not, and to see whether you know there's a difference. And there's a lot of selection bias in the uh, in the population. What what I've been really interested to see whether the overall cessation has gone up. And given the fact that so many uh, smokers have been using e-cigarettes, and I wanted to know if uh, you know that uh, would contribute to the population cessation in a positive and negative way. Now, what had been very interesting is that, uh, which is what drove me to, to this topic, the population cessation rate in the U.S. has been kind of stagnant for many, many years. And our paper here shows, you know, basically from 2010 to the first uh, 10 years, you know, from 20, uh, 2001 to 2010, was flat. It's about like 4.4%. In fact, you know, uh, we published a paper several years ago. The 10 years before that was also pretty much flat. So that creates a kind of context. Uh, basically says it's extremely difficult to have the population cessation to go up. And this study look at the population cessation rate in 2014-15 when basically e-cigarette use almost peaked and to compare to the previous years. And we found basically this year it went up significantly. Um, I mean that that is fascinating, and um, I mean all the methodology is online, and people should go and have a look at that in the paper, which is open access, so free for everyone to have a look at. Um, 
But can you sort of go a little bit further into your your results there? Um, you know, was that increase in smoking cessation actually linked to e-cigarette use? And and what else did you find? Yeah, but we look at the kind of two steps. The first step is just to compare the people who use e-cigarette in the uh, last 12 months with the people who didn't. Then we look at their cessation behavior in the last 12 months. So all the people we look at, they were smoking 12 months before the survey. And so what we found is uh, e-cigarette users were more likely to have made a quit attempt and they also more likely to have quit successful. So that's the first step, just uh, a, a comparison with users, non-users, which is similar to many other uh, previous studies on this topic. But then we went a step further. We look at we, the total cessation rate, which includes both users, non-users. The, the, this part is, is uh, very important because uh, users could be different from non-using in many ways. So, so they may be more successful because they're more motivated, or they could be less successful because they're much heavier smokers, right? So there's mm. bias going on. And, uh, and what we did is to look at the overall cessation rate, and that also went up. So that was uh, uh, kind of different from previous studies. Mm. And so I'm going to have to explain, like, is, uh, is the total, uh, the overall cessation, the fact that it went up, is it? Related to e-cigarette use or not? Um, it's interesting looking at your results there, and it looked like um, more users of e-cigarettes of e were actually trying to quit than not. Um, what does that tell you about those sort of population of people uh, that are that are actually using them? Um, you know, is is it mostly characterized by people who are perhaps more worried about their health and 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 their smoking habit? Yeah, it's this part actually has been pretty consistently found in uh, other studies too. The e-cigarette users uh, tend to be the one who uh, wanted to quit smoking, you know, among adult users. Um, so, uh, so they obviously want to do something about their smoking behavior, and uh, that's by the way also why uh, you find so many dual users because it's an indication that they're trying to do something about their cigarette smoking habit. Um, so this part is actually uh, pretty consistent in the literature. The e-cigarette user are trying to do something about their smoking behavior. Mm -hmm. And and have we seen e-cigarettes take off as a way of people trying to do this? Are you seeing people swapping from other nicotine replacement to e-cigarettes? Um, yeah, there's some indication. Well, at least you know you know the there's a paper published in the in the British Medical Journal by uh, research in England um, that shows uh, there's some, you know, uh, replacement that the, the NRT goes down a little bit. Um, but overall, if you, uh, and that we have seen a similar uh, little trend in the US too. But uh, that's not total replacement. The, if you think e-cigarette as a kind of a nicotine replacement <laughs> therapy, then the total use of a nicotine product has gone up. That means, uh, this means that the people who are using e-cigarette, at least a significant proportion of those who will not be using uh, traditional medication to quit smoking. And kind of alongside that, I think it's interesting as well that a lot of people who were um, giving up were still using e-cigarettes every single day. Um, 
you know, to maybe prevent relapse or something. Um, is that generally a big problem with quitting? And is, is that, you know, a, a pattern that you see? Yes, uh, that's uh, one of the most uh, <laughs> difficult problem with trying to help people quit smoking is uh, many attempts and in relapse. And, uh, and it's very difficult. And the smokers are aware of that. And the, the fact that many of the, the e-cigarette users who have quit smoking, they are still using e-cigarette on a daily basis. I think it's an indication they are, they're trying to do something about it. And uh, they, you know, people not always conscious about why they are doing certain things, right? But if you look at the population pattern, it's pretty actually critical uh, that they use the e-cigarette consistently. Uh, and those are the, are the ones that have been found by multiple studies that they tend to be able to stay off um, uh, relapse. This isn't part of your paper, but it is something that people worry about, which is, you know, are e-cigarettes a gateway um, to tobacco use? And I saw, you know, there were some people in, in your your data set who were never smokers, who were e-cigarette users. So obviously people are using it um, for a first kind of nicotine hit. Um, but do you have, do you think there's any credence to, to that, um, the, the gateway effect of, of smoking? Yeah. The, of e-cigarettes. The, the gateway hypothesis uh, it's an interesting one, and it's a, it's a often a, a being rather you know, getting confused in the in the discussion. The strictly speaking, with the gateway hypothesis uh, means like, if you prime someone to use a drug A, right, and would it increase the probability that this person would use drug B? And um, so, if you uh, do that, then you can see you know, if it has a gateway. Effect. But this is not what happened in society. You don't uh, uh, give in people a drug. What happened is a certain group choose to use drug A, right? Now, when you compare that group with the other group who doesn't choose, no, who, who don't choose to use the drug A, then you later on you look at uh, the probability of using drug B, and you say, oh, the person who chose drug A were more likely to use drug B. Well, that's not a gateway because it's a different uh, group and uh, one group is more likely to take risk than others. That's pretty much uh, what most of the papers published uh, relate to this talk when they talk about gateway drug. They, they refer to the group who use uh, e-cigarettes compared to the group who doesn't use e-cigarettes. Then you follow up, and these study mostly refer to the teen, uh, adolescent, right? And they notice the group who use uh, e-cigarettes, later on they're more likely to uh, smoke cigarette than the group who didn't use cigarette to begin with. So um, uh, it's not really a, a, a proper test of gateway hypothesis. And then the gateway hypothesis to be tested on population level is very, very difficult. You know? But one mm. way to, mm. because you can't do lab study like what I said earlier, you know, you give yes, one group yeah. drug A and not giving drug A. <laughs> you could do that with rats, but not with humans. And uh, you, will you can do with the population data. One way to look at it with the e-cigarette is a gateway drug or not is um, uh, you 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 look you 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 examine if the population as a whole uh, whether the e-cigarette contribute uh, to the uptake of cigarette smoking. So especially you look adolescents, they all start off non-smoking, right? So if you look at time one, 
and uh, how many people are smoking cigarettes. If you look at time two and how many people are smoking cigarettes, then between time one and time two, there was introduction of e-cigarettes. So the question is, uh, what uh, cigarette smoking prevalence at time two would be higher or lower because of e-cigarettes? And I think the data actually suggests um, the cigarette smoking is lower because of e-cigarettes. What I, what I meant is that the reduction of smoking among the teens was greater during the period where e-cigarette uptake uh, is, uh, is, is dramatic. So in that sense, the e-cigarettes are gateway away from cigarette smoking for teens rather than a gateway into cigarette smoking. But I know this, this hypothesis has always been very controversial, but I think it's important to get the, con the, uh, the, the context correct. What exactly uh, uh, the correlation is referred to? The correlation is referred to people who use e-cigarettes versus people who don't use e-cigarettes and then see you know, which one's more likely to smoke cigarettes. I don't think it's too surprising <laughs> that people who try one drug are more likely to try another drug. As I said at the beginning, e-cigarettes came in roughly around 2007, and that was a big change in the market. Um, but other things have been going on, regulation, um, taxation, things like that. So what else is, is going on um, in the population that might have affected uh, smoking rates or, or people's wish to give up smoking? That's a, a very good question. Uh, because this is a population study, it's that people are not randomly assigned to using e-cigarette or not, you have to look at other inference and society during the same period of time. And uh, the two, we look at the two, uh, now there are many things going on in the U.S., you know, the, the, all sorts of uh, effort made by the state tobacco control program across the U.S. Um, we look at two uh, major one that was national, um, at national level, and one is a tax increase that it was in 2009. It was a major tax. It's the largest uh, federal tax increase in the U.S. ever. It's 158% increase. And uh, that was happening in 2009. And, and there were a study that shows that had immediate impact on uh, smoking behavior among teens, adolescents. And uh, what we look at is, well, we look at, because we had a survey come a year after the tax increase, 2010 to 2011. So we look at the data in that year compared to the survey before the tax increase. And we found that there was slight increase in quit attempt, but there was no change in the overall smoking cessation in the population, which is uh, quite surprising because the tax increase was significant and we know taxes impact. Um, but the sample is very large and um, it's very clear the you know the impact on adult cessation uh, from the tax increase was limited, um, but that also kind of uh, really kind of uh, uh, shows it is very hard to change uh, smoking cessation rate at a population level with that kind of intervention. You know there was only slight uptick in the um, mm. attempt. That's interesting. Now. Yeah, that's. I think that's uh, serves uh, for people who read the paper. Now that serves as a, a good reference point to think about what really takes to get the population cessation rate to go up. It's very very difficult. And uh, if you 
if you look at the chart of the uh, the paper, you know, the they're pretty flat all the years before, you know, 2014-15. Now the second thing we look at also also that also happened nationally is the it's what's called tips campaign, and that started in 2012, and that's been ongoing ever since then. It's a it's very uh, impactful campaign, and the papers have published showing about how many people have seen it and how people react to it. And that's a very, very important. And that one has been shown to significantly increase the credit temp. And that, we believe that's a, a big reason also why the credit temp went up in 2014. You sound like you're actually quite excited about the, the effect of um, e-cigarettes. Uh, on people's ability to, to give up smoking. Um, and you've been looking at this for a long time. Do you feel like they are one of the most significant changes that we'll see that will actually affect smoking rates then? Yes, um, because as I mentioned earlier, I've been looking at this population trend for a while and it is very difficult for the population cessation rate to, to go up significantly. So this is really the first time that we see in this paper we show in last uh, nearly 15 years, you know, it went up. And uh, we have an earlier study shows, you know, uh, the cessation rate was pretty much flat 10 years before that. So it's almost like a quarter century, if you will. So it's a very, very significant. And I think, uh, I know people are, uh, people have ambivalence about e-cigarette, you know, and I certainly had for a long time, but I, I'm pretty convinced uh, the data says um, the e-cigarette contribute to the, the increase of cessation rate at a population level. So, so it's very encouraging. In the UK, I mean, e-cigarettes have been recommended as a way of helping people to quit. And that was not a, um, a decision that, that was without controversy at all. So, uh, and that, I mean, it, it seems like your, your data would bear that out. And I mean, would you say to someone who who's trying to quit if they've had trouble in the past that e-cigarettes might be a way that that they could do this uh yes i think uh, you know quitting smoking is very hard and as many people have tried <clears throat> this and that you know and so i would say you know especially people who try different things the e-cigarette should be part of the toolbox uh, they should consider that hmm um, and now, um, a slightly sort of pointy-headed uh, policy question, but um, whilst you were doing your study, the, the market in the US, um, and as it has been in the UK where a lot of this other data comes from, um, was a fairly unregulated market. Uh, and now things are changing and it looks like the FDA and the EMA um, the regulators might start to actually uh, intervene in, in e-cigarettes and, and start regulating their use. Um, obviously, you can't tell anything about this based on, on the research that you've just done, but I wondered, <laughs> um, what do you think about that as the way forward? Do you think that's going to be a useful thing? Do you think there's a danger that this might uh, reduce people's access and that they would want, you know, might reduce smoking cessation rates? Yeah, you know, uh, regular policy, regulatory policy making is a very <laughs> difficult business, and you have to anticipate, um, um, you know, what happened to different subgroups. Like, 
always somebody gets hurt and somebody gets helped. Um, but what uh, our study results shows that, let's say, you know, um, we we probably should be try to be more uh, liberal, if you will. These words are getting used. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the idea is to be um, to be more open to the fact that e-cigarette might uh, really contribute to the increase of a smoking cessation rate. And um, and uh, if we are a little bit more uh, open to the fact, you know, let the in a way the elect market to do more of the work. Uh, uh, what's interesting we've you know the we have seen uh, when it comes to e-cigarettes, it's really kind of bottom up process where the, the e-cigarette was you know, not uh, initially uh, uh, did not initially coming from you know pharmacist pharmaceutical company or coming from tobacco control researchers. It was really coming from uh, <laughs> uh, it's very much of a, a do-it-yourself mode, you know. So. Uh, and uh, so regulation uh, really had to be careful when it comes to that because uh, all these years we try very hard to get people to use more of uh, cessation treatment, like ask them to use more NRTs, right? And they would try the healthcare system, try to help. But the e-cigarette actually uh, are very much uh, driven by the users themselves, you know, especially the, the open system where people try to kind of control the nicotine, take it themselves, uh, try to uh, kind of, uh, there's a sense of perceived control in the process, which is very important when it comes to the psychology of smoking cessation. Yeah. That's interesting. So people feeling like they have actually, they're doing this something for themselves. It's not something that their doctor is doing for exactly. them. And, uh, and uh, that kind of a subtle impact it could really translate in the population effects. And so what you see is uh, we kind of discussed it a little earlier. If you consider uh, e-cigarette as a part of nic nicotine replacement uh, product, then uh, you will see a dramatic increase of uh, people using nicotine product uh, without anyone trying to ask them to do it, right? And there's these people who the database show they would not have using cessation medication. And I think that there's a big... Re uh, there, they are part of the reason why the cessation rate went up. It's really interesting, and it's it's great that your study is actually looking at this on the on the population level, as you explained at the beginning, because that's it is helping to kind of elucidate some of these things. Um, at a population level, you know, it took us a long time to to draw the 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 link between tobacco and lung cancer and tobacco and and other um you know health sequelae uh and i've heard that being an argument for um caution around e-cigarettes um obviously not related to this study particularly you weren't able to look at um health outcomes here but um you know, are you worried about the long-term effect of the use of e-cigarettes? Uh, yes, I am, because we, kind of strictly speaking, we don't know uh, what effect will be, right, if you use for a long term. Um, you know, experts generally agree, you know, compared to using cigarette long-term, e-cigarette is safer. But we don't really know for sure the magnitude of risk. Um, so ideally, uh, if... Uh, uh, if people could use e-cigarette for a sufficient amount of time to, to be sure of, uh, of uh, that, no, that they won't smoke cigarette again, then they, they should quit you know, e-cigarette use. Uh, 
to to inhale vapor with you know, stuff in it uh, into your lung for a long period of time. Uh, it is not clear, like, uh, eventually what would happen. But because cigarettes are so dangerous, uh, so it seems that, you know, it's a rational approach to, to get off the most dangerous product first and think about dealing with the less dangerous product. You've been listening to Professor Xu Hong Su talk about his research paper, E-Cigarette Use and Associated Changes in Population Smoking Cessation, which is now available open access on bmj.com. If you've enjoyed this, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. We're available in most places now. At the moment, there are over 200 podcasts available there for free. So go and check that out. As always, if you've enjoyed this, please do go on there and rate and review us. It does help other people to find us and it lets us know what you like. That's all for this podcast. We'll be back soon with more from the world of medicine. Thanks for listening.